The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now, following a 10-year hiatus to work on other projects and student politics, as well as the imminent digital release of his back catalogue, we can announce that New Zealand producer Deadbot's Kid will be releasing his new studio album, Shadow Theory, on the 18th of February, 2023. And Deadbot's Kid joins us now. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Toby. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So, what made you want to come back after this 10-year hiatus and release this album? Good question, because um, the comeback kind of starts today. As you're the first interview I'm giving for this. The reason for coming back was I'd worked in a lot of other projects for 10 years. I was a student politician here in New Zealand doing a lot of work there. And things just came to a natural point of, okay, these projects are winding down for a while. I'm leaving student politics behind. What do I do now? So I started listening to Revolver and 85B Stanley Avenue, the records I made in high school but never put on streaming sites Mm. and decided it'd be interesting to see what I'd be able to do in this space 10 years later with my experiences, especially during the pandemic to yeah. see what I'd be able to say as the robotic cowboy Deadbot's kid now. And these songs were never meant to be released, were they? So did it take a lot of convincing yourself to actually release them? To do the new songs, yes, absolutely, because these were very personal songs. Some were about mental health issues I had during lockdown, going through mental health rehab, dealing with the impacts COVID-19 had on me, as I'm sure it's had on everyone some form of impact yeah and also the loss of my father a couple of years ago right when the first lockdowns not long after they were lifted and that was a very rough time for me so trying to do these songs initially was therapy just like revolver and 85b were before that yeah. So to put them out was a very interesting experiment, but I decided it would be good to get them out there more so I could close that door on that part of my life and start looking forward to the next section and finding new stories to tell. And because a lot of the songs are from your school days and earlier in your life, does that make it more therapeutic? Looking on the earlier stuff has been very weird as I've been preparing them for streaming sites that'll come out over 
over the next few weeks. But looking back on them, it was weird because I was literally talking to myself this time 10 years ago with Revolver on what was I feeling? What were my experiences? How was I keeping my anxiety in check? What was being a 17-year-old like? It's weird looking at it as a 27-year-old thinking, how the hell did this happen? So I'll be 27 in May. So this is completely weird territory. Yeah, it's interesting because a 10-year hiatus maybe doesn't sound like much if you were a lot older, but 17 to 27, that's a big period in your life. And for a young person, it's like a lifetime has passed, really. Maybe more than one, but perhaps. Yeah. So what influenced the music on this album? Because the songs are very different, aren't they? They are a bit different. The songs in this album are still pulling a lot of the same influences. Alton John, Bruce Springsteen, Daft Punk, Robbie Williams, and some other indie bits and pieces like Ariel, Ellie Venable, both amazing guitarists. And the idea was to sort of see if I could still make music you could dance to using real instruments. So there's not a lot of simps on the sound because I wanted to try and get the same effect using live instruments such as guitar, drums organs, keyboards to just try it in a different way to sort of show how I've evolved since that 17 year old kid with his best mate writing music on a laptop. And you mentioned Daft Punk as an influence is that where you got the idea to not reveal your face or would you have done that anyway? I would have done it anyway but looking at Daft Punk was quite cool on that front because I was confident to put it on again. When I was doing this stuff in high school even then I wasn't showing my face because one high school they're going to make fun of you in (laughs) some capacity Yeah, and because I have autism and ADHD and anxiety sort of stuff, me trying to do this with my face would have been too weird. I would have just said no spotlights, just let the music talk. So the persona helps me to keep that in check as well. So even without Daft Punk, you wouldn't see my face anyway. Yeah. How do you have that effect on your face? Because it's not like a clear mask that you would get from a Halloween costume. It's actually got a cool effect like you're looking into space it's like some sort of live animation thing it's a new mask that i just got made a couple of months ago once i committed to finishing this album it is a video screen so we can do different video effects and eyes and the bits and bobs and i just find it's a storytelling tool because the visual is an extension of the music and if i'm gonna go into back into the robotic cowboy persona i may as well try not upgrade it yeah and show the evolution of what happened to the last 10 years yeah you seem to put a lot of work into your costume and look because as you say you've got this robotic cowboy persona you got the hat and you've got whatever you call it the shirt the blazer thing the jacket i don't think i've seen anything like that before well it helps you stand out in the crowd doesn't it yeah certainly And for this album, Shadow Theory, there are 11 songs on it. Were there any songs from back in the day or even new songs you've written that you wanted to put on the album but just 
didn't have room for, or maybe just you didn't think it was a good idea to release them? I wrote 24 songs for the album, and as you said, 11 made the cut. I What I did to get it down was I invited friends around, and my dog Flower helped as well with her approvals and trying to bark over the songs that were really bad. But I would hold these listening sessions, play them what I was working on, and I'd use their reactions and how they were responding to the music to cut it down. I yeah. don't know what will happen to the other tracks. I might have enough for an album. I might not, but it's not time to revisit that just yet. Yeah. Did you put a lot of work into the order of the songs? Like, does it tell a story? Do the songs gradually change as it goes along? Yes, there is a overriding theory to this. You start about the time when I'm about to go downhill and go into mental health rehab and get help. And you get to the last track, Holding Back the Years with Luis Palata, mm. and that is me literally closing the door on the on the mental health side of the pandemic years and all the stuff that's come in the last 10 years with my well-being. Yeah. And in between, you're literally hearing the story of how everything went down, what went down, not directly linked to my life, but in an order where it does tell that story. As I mentioned earlier, no two songs are the same. I mean, the first one, the title track, Shadow Theory, is kind of like an instrumental with sampled vocals on it, people talking, whereas some other ones are like a rock song. So what influenced the different styles? Because you maybe wouldn't expect these songs to come from the same person. No, you wouldn't. Um, Shadow Theory, the song I worked with spoken word artists, so I worked with James Westman and Alyssa Marie, who are who are incredible voiceover artists in America. Yeah. And I init- I wanted you to be able to feel uncomfortable in that because you're about to go into my version of hell. Yeah. And then the reason why there's so many different styles from rock to more ballads to some more pop rock, like When the Wild Wind Blows with any version of me and all the other tracks in between is because different songs represent different parts of my life, different emotions of my life, different circumstances. So rock songs are a bit more defiant and, hey, why did you upset me to that degree? Some songs are more mellow. Some are more me trying to get to grips with things. So you're hearing the story the full emotions of what I went through because it wasn't just one lane that I was driving down in life at that point. There were a lot of different roads that intertwined together and that's the intention with having this wide variety of styles, unlike some of the more rock and dance stuff that you would hear on previous Deadbox Kid albums. Yeah. Every track on the album has a featured vocalist and from all over the world as well, right? Yes, we've got Louise Pilar, who I mentioned earlier. She's from France. Any version of me from France, he's an amazing songwriter. Check his stuff out and check all these guys out because they're incredible. James Westman and Alyssa Marie, who are voiceover artists, they did Contact and Shadow Theory. They did a great job. Caleb Steffick from the United States did a really cool effect on Nowhere Now. Then you've got Denise Ferreira from Argentina. She's got a powerhouse of a voice. And you've got Kate Kalman, who sings in a band in Hungary called Perfect Symmetry. She's got 
got some great rock songs. She does great 90s covers as well with another group. And I wanted to try and work with a lot of different voices because I could sing these with the vocoder and the robot voice and all, but it wouldn't have the same effect. So yeah. I felt this was the best way to tell the story and give some other artists a chance to shine. I suppose it's got to be a balance between what you do on a computer and what is real, so to speak. How much would you say is done digitally? About 10 to 15% of this album was done digitally with the synthesizers and the effects because, and this was a this was an influence from Daft Punk with Random Access Memories. They used a lot less synthesizers and robotic effects from Human After All and they wanted to try and give life back to music because music, you can get a lot of emotion and life in it. And then a lot of dance music and rock music, it's getting to a point where there's a lot of one-sided thing where it's one emotion one idea so i wanted to give a little bit of life back to the music i'm writing by lessening the digital effects and what i could play on a keyboard and bring in more live instruments to try and put a bit of life back into what i'm doing and tell that story more effectively so what was it that got you into music in the first place all those years ago oh god it started when i was four dancing to robbie williams who is still my biggest influence of all time Dancing to Angels and Let Me Entertain You and a bunch of his other hits and deep cuts on the round dining room table and just about falling off the table every single time and breaking my neck. (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. But it evolved into enjoying music, learning more about music from artists in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 
then learning to develop my own sound. And I had a friend who I'd play stuff to and he'd contribute ideas. His name's Troy and we're still best mates 20 years on. So we grew up together. I was 17 when I started playing around with making my own music with Deadbox Kid. And then I worked in some other projects that took off in a couple of different directions, but sort of done their course and and are on a bit of a hiatus. And then, as I said earlier, the thought came to mind of what would Deadbox Kid be like now with all mm. this stuff learned and all these experiences. So that's where the story began and that's where the story's ending up for the moment. Is that hard to do because you haven't been Deadbox Kid for the last 10 years or you haven't been doing any projects anyway? So you maybe haven't had the experience and improved as much as you would have if you were making music all that time. With other projects, I was making music and I was doing bits and bobs and I would always go to shows where I can because I live in the country in the middle of nowhere. So getting to the city for a show is very challenging at times. Yeah. But I would always watch what's going on around me, listen, pick up different ideas and hints, talk with other musicians. So I was working on other bits, but... Stepping back into Deadbox Kid, there was about a week or two of awkwardness of what am I going to do now? This doesn't quite fit. Was this a good idea? And then I was talking with my counselor and she said, just let go of your own expectations of what it should be. Just make music and see what happens. And that's exactly what happened. I let go of trying to be what I was before to try and see where else I could go. And that's benefited me heavily while making this record. Yeah. And now that you have came back as Deadbots Kid, are you happy that you've done it? I'm glad because trying to do this in another project wouldn't work. The only way you could really go into those sensitive places and go into the bits that hurt you the most is to kind of leave yourself for a while and write about it in a way that you can't be directly linked back to. So, yeah, it was good coming back to being Deadbox Kid for a while. And it was really therapeutic to be able to tell those stories and not necessarily it being me telling the story, if that makes sense. Yeah. Now, you mentioned earlier that some of the time during your hiatus was spent in student politics. Do you sometimes get political with your music or do you keep the things separate? I keep it very separate because what I've learned watching other musicians go down that road is it can divide the people who listen to your music a lot. And I don't want to bring that division into politics whatsoever. The politics stuff I do away from music altogether. So when I've got, when I had the student politics hat on, I was doing that. And when I was making music, we wouldn't even watch TV about politics. So we didn't wow. take any of it into consideration because I want my music to bring people together, not drive them even further apart than we already are. And you only need to look at countries like America and Brazil and Argentina at the moment to see that divide. Yeah, And we don't want that in music that I make. So I just want to bring people together and leave the world outside of it. Is it hard to do? Because maybe sometimes you might feel strongly about something and you don't want to use your creative outlet to protest against it. I actually find 
find it quite easy because I'm not there to tell you what I think. I'm there to tell you a story. I'm there to tell you my experiences through the music I make. If I wanted to get political, I would have find another forum for it. Because again, the politics and the music don't all, they have moments when they're good, like Sunday Bloody Sunday or The Promised Land or Madame Morris Banks by Bruce Springsteen from his Devils and Dust album, which is a beautiful song and born in the USA and all that. But there are times when they mingle too much. And to avoid that problem, I just want you to have a good time listening to the music I make and to be able to leave yourself behind for an hour or two. And it's interesting your influences because they're very diverse, aren't they? Like Robbie Williams and Daft Punk, two completely different genres, even then Bruce Springsteen. So do you feel like all those influences work well together to influence you? On paper, these influences should not go together at all, right? But when you listen to the music I make and you start to understand the stories behind the music more, whether it's Revolver and 85B, which will come out about a week or two after Shadow Theory's out, whether you're listening to this record, it's not the genre I'm interested in, it's the artist and the song. And if they're great songs and great artists that have a huge influence on me and my own life, you're going to hear some of those influences come out in the music that I make. Especially so these particular artists, because they've had such a big impact on me that they've been in my life more than they haven't. I'm seeing Alton in a couple of weeks, I've seen Robbie a couple of times. Wow. Daft Punk made a rest in robotic peace. They are dearly missed. Billy Joe I saw earlier in December and he likely won't to hear again. Mm. And there's a lot of other artists outside that list who I listen to and love dearly, but those ones stand out because they've enriched my life so much with their music and stories they've told through their songs that it's influenced the way I tell stories through the music that I make. Yeah, that's the thing. You've certainly seen a lot of big artists in your time, but do you get the opportunity a lot because I feel like big artists will probably tour America and Europe more than Oceania. I'll give you an example. When Billy Joel did his concert here a few weeks ago it was 25 years since he performed in a New Zealand stadium Wow. and 14 years since he was here at all. So it depends on the artist. Elton John's been here a few times. This upcoming trip is going to be his last one as part of his last tour. Yeah. And some of those older artists are getting near the end of their touring time so I'm catching any chance I can. But New Zealand is not known for getting all the big artists here. So if someone comes here, we've got to go and have a good time because we don't know when they'll get here. You 2 took nearly a decade to come back when they did their Joshua Tree tour here in 2019. The most recent show in New Zealand was 2010, so you can kind of tell, even with the younger acts, there is a bit of a gap between America and Europe seeing them and us. Now, speaking of live shows, you've got some coming up, haven't you? Starting on the 2nd of March at the Globe Theatre at Palmerston North, New Zealand, then on to Cambridge Town Hall on the 11th, 18th is at the Matamata Baptist Church, uh, and then the 20th of March is the Playhouse Theatre in... Dunedin and the 31st of March is the Eotia Centre in Auckland. This is exciting to get on the road so soon after releasing this album. Well, it's been planned for a couple of 
years to get on the road and do something, but the pa- we've had a little pandemic in the way, haven't we? Yeah, certainly. So it's going to be fun. We've been building a show because this is the first time Dead Bots Kid has ever toured. We've I've done the odd one-off show in high school and DJed for friends and things, but this is the first full-on tour. So it's going to be interesting to interpret these songs live-ish for the first time. And it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years with touring this album. And because you've been on this hiatus for the last 10 years, do you worry that the fans you may have had 10 years ago haven't kept up to date with you or whatever and either don't know about this new album and tour or they just wouldn't be interested anymore? You'd be very surprised because I'll walk around Sierra and even now some of the high school kids will tap me on the shoulder and go, yo, when are you going to do this? Wow. So people have caught up but I had there's just been no news on the dead bots kid front because I went to do other musical projects and stream politics and it was it was just wasn't the time mm. and we're recording this about a week before anyone knows so it's only the two of us who know at the moment yeah and I think people are going to be excited I'm very excited to take it out and play it live and then eventually take it overseas and do bits and bobs over the next couple of years for now I'm just in that moment as we're recording this of we just finished mixing the album and getting it finalized a few hours ago Mm. so it's just after midnight i'm full of adrenaline and i can't wait to see what happens yeah certainly what else is coming up for you after this album you mentioned there's another one coming up very shortly 85b stanley avenue and revolver they'll be re-released they'll go on to streaming sites just before the tour starts so you'll get the you'll get voyager you'll get invisibles and circles you'll get the voyager tracks then you'll get the 85b tracks which will include the polaroid trilogy you'll get forever december stanley avenue heroes and all the stuff that i did in high school will all be out and i'll be playing from all three of those albums when i'm doing it while slipping in some covers and maybe a couple of remixes but i'm still working out the set list so we'll see how it goes but what's interesting is I'm actually telling the story of that mental health journey with throughout the show with little spoken word interludes that you mm-hmm. hear directly from me and having visuals so it's going to be a not a straightforward dance party but you're going to have those moments where we're going to be dancing and you'll hear a little story and a little bit about mental health and bits like that so it's going to be a very new concept complete with our own rocket ship yeah well this first album Shadow Theory will be out on the 18th of February 2023 where will we be able to find it when it's out and also where can we keep up to date with you on the socials etc the album will be on streaming sites cd initially on the 18th of february so just keep an eye out for it go to deadbotsmusic.com to keep up with us subscribe you can get to our social media from there and if you happen to be in america europe and maybe the united kingdom we're looking for to seeing you later in the year as we're just finalizing some tour dates overseas so we're looking forward to finally coming over and sharing this show with you and we're going to be excited to get out see people we've never seen do the show that's never been done and be able to finally connect with you on that level after all these years so thanks for your patience and we'll see you later in the year yeah looking forward to it well many thanks for coming on today it's been great to have you on the show thank you toby Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Toby Gribben Show!